All right. Welcome to this week's episode of our Shatmaker podcast. Now that we're getting into fall and we're getting into college football season, we thought this was a really fun way to kind of resonate some of the things we've been talking about in cash flow with some of the things we see happen in college sports. So Chris brought up a great first example, which was... Johnny Lenzel. <laughs> Johnny football. Johnny football. All right. I mean, listen. So, you know, when Johnny, today college athletes are able to earn some money. Yeah. Right. Not a ton, but they're able to earn money. Back when Johnny played, you couldn't. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he, he wanted to go play for the Texas Longhorn State. They didn't even set, could make him an offer. So he goes to Texas M&M, Texas A&M. And in less than one season, their donations from their alumni more than doubled to $740 million. Yeah. It's just by one athlete. Okay, and this is not jersey sales or any kind of, you know, memorabilia. Right, right. You know, that all came, they started that a little bit after that. But this kid generated all that money, yeah. and he was overlooked. And as many athletes are. And, you know, so for me, like, if you look at, like, if you have a restaurant, you have a catering hall that is carrying the rest of your yeah. business, as Menzel carried them, yeah. and then overlooked and not given anything, well, something's, something's going to happen here. It's going to fall apart somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, with Johnny Manziel, somebody offered him money to sign memorabilia, right. and somebody else offered, and somebody else offered. And then, you know, the kid was making over a million dollars signing yeah. memorabilia, which he wasn't allowed to do. Yeah. But the university was allowed to make $740 million in less than a year, which, it, right, you're not watching the whole business together. Yes. And kind of what brings you into cash flow. Yes. Right? The college had great cash flow. But the entity that was making all the cash flow wasn't seeing cash flow. Yes. So it became a problem. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of good parallels here as we look at sports, but definitely college sports. You know, I think, like you said, the idea that you could have top performers who aren't benefiting. And, you know, this isn't saying, you know, they need to get everything, but some sort of incentive. If the entity as a whole is winning, then there has to be some sort of, you know, incentive for the team to keep winning with you. And then the other part is, you know, I think the other example of Anzil is, you know, okay, you got paid by these kind of shady characters to sign some autographs, have it on the side, didn't flow through the college. You know, how much of that is happening in our restaurant too? That like being aware of how cash flow comes in, making sure everything's on the up and up. And a lot of times, I think the old school way of doing things was everything wasn't on the up and up, right? Everything was under the table. Well, that just breeds this, you know, infighting and things that, you know, kind of go awry. Everything's on the up and up. Everybody's winning. There's incentives in place that our overall cash flow can, can really work out well, whereas these other cases... They don't. If everybody as a team doesn't win, it just falls apart, like you said. Yeah, you have to work, you know, these together. Uh, I know in the, being in the restaurant business all my life, uh, I've called people saying, hey, you pay that catering order cash. Yeah. You know, I'm going to charge you tax. And that catering person I was working in that back room took the, took yeah. the whole cash. for the, And, you know, you're really not going to know if you're not there. You might look at your food costs and say, well, food costs have hit this week. What happened? Yeah. But you're not going to know that's happened. That's because you have a performer that is probably not being paid 
to perform yes. as well as they are. Yes. Right? And also the culture of, I mean, it's a great example because the culture of, oh, I'm going to do it in cash so I don't pay the sales tax. Right. Well, now that tells the whole company, oh, well, you know, we could do that too. Right. And then oh, yeah. it never works out. I could say as a CPA, like, Yes, you might think you're winning by the sales tax that being paid or the, you know, federal tax, whatever it is, it never works out because that just breeds a culture of we're not going to report it. We don't know. And now we're chasing. And the employee learned that from someone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they think so, someone. They learned yeah. someone. I mean, and that goes back to like uh, when Menzel had that great freshman year, uh, the head coach got a huge yeah. raise. Like multi-million dollar raise, yeah, and he only got it because of Johnny Football. Yeah, that's the only reason why. Yeah, and Johnny Football still got nothing, and you know, and, and that you know, you can't let that happen in your restaurant. Yeah, you have to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, and that's what I think is, you know, in some ways, it's such also a good example of what a lot of people are talking about now between the tips versus the service charge. Yeah. Right, inherently, like our front of house servers are probably paid the least on in terms of wage, right. right? Probably bring the most in terms of repeat customers and branding and all of, you know, customer service overall. And yet, because the tips aren't always reported, you know, you just assume, oh, those tips, those servers probably made a lot of money. Like, I don't know what they made. But yet, you know, in today's environment, this is where I'm kind of a big proponent of the idea of the service charge because then you kind of know exactly what everyone got paid, your servers are still going to make a ton of money. It works out. But yet now everybody knows exactly what everyone's making. And you can incentivize. You can sure. make sure it's fair. You can make sure it's equitable to performance. But without that, it, it's just very hard. Well, it's very hard. And, you know, doing, doing the way you're talking about is the best way to go with it. It's, and it's trackable. Yeah. Which is very important. You know, you know where it's going. You know who's getting what. And uh, you said, like, I think it should be based off of performance. Yeah. You know, better performers, obviously, get paid more. Yeah. You know, so I definitely think that could relate over the college sports, the way they're going now. Somewhat. Yes. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're able to earn money, not much, but I think if they did it where, you know, the better athletes could make a little more than the athletes that. I agree. I mean, I think this is such an interesting, you know, situation in college sports because you have so many athletes that, you know, this could be it for them, right? Like very few go on to the to the right. pro level and really walk away with nothing on the backs of these big, you know, universities and organizations. And I think as an owner, you know, it is something to think about on the restaurant side because, you know, is that what's happening in your servers where you just churn and burn new servers every week and yet the business is doing okay? Is there a way to kind of incentivize that team so they could build and build that brand and really go to something that we don't even know what it could be if you had, you know, an incentivized team? Well, I think that's important. And listen, when I was running restaurants, I always wanted a team that I could build with. Yeah. I, I didn't want to always, like you said, turn and burn and, you know, let, let's burn them out and get a new crew. Yeah. I, I'm more, I want to make sure people were happy, they enjoy their job, you know, they're making the money they're supposed to make, they're going to do their job that way, yeah. right? They're, they're, the company's going to mean something to them. So I, I was always like, just like building a sports team, I wanted to build my crew that way. Yeah. And I think the, the big lesson here is it starts with awareness on the owner's side. I think a lot of times, you know, it's not like 
you're greedy or you don't want to incentivize your team, but there's fear, right? You don't, you obviously need to survive. You need the business to survive. You need to pay your bills. And so I think it starts with awareness of exactly what the business makes so that you can play with some of these different scenarios. How could you incentivize your team? How could you provide bonuses to your team while still making sure, you know, the business as a whole is profitable? We need the business to be profitable. You've invested money in this business. It has to make sense. But it starts with the owner being aware of your own cash flow so that you can, you know, have enough to pay the team and make sure that, you know, it's going in the right direction. You know, if you want to do incentives, Let's let's do you know through the business as far as if, if your server you know let, let's say a certain mark on apps tonight yeah let's say a certain mark on desserts tonight not everybody gets an app not everybody gets a dessert but let's push for that yeah. right everybody comes in for the entree yeah but let's push you know for that appetizer let's push for that dessert right and let's you know make that to the center yeah this way you know that if you have to give out that bonus you know they earned it they yes. brought money in. Yeah, not just giving away a bonus. They earned it. They and you know a lot of times if you get customers that have an app they never wrote they tried before. Now every time they come in, they want that app. Yeah. You know, I never had the dessert before. I think it was really good. So now every time I go, I have to have this dessert. So it's not a one-time thing. Right. Exactly. And I think that's the other thing we could learn from college athletics is they know the stats on everything. Yes. Right. They know the stats on their third straight oh, yeah. kicker who kicked once last season. We yeah. know if he made it or not. Like. They know right away. They got to stand on the hot dog guy. They know what's coming on. <laughs> the water guy. I mean, they know everything, right? Yeah. And that would be the same, you know, as an owner. Do you yeah. know the stats on your players? Do you know who's your top performer, who right. is doing better, who does worse, who does best on Friday nights? Like you said, who does best with apps, who does best yeah. with upsells? Um, this is all really important stuff, and it ties back to cash because, again, if you're looking at your sales as X, you don't even know what they can be. The smallest little things can have the biggest turnaround in our top line sales. And that's the truth. It doesn't have to be something big. Yeah. A lot of people want to go for that home run with it all the time. Really go big. You don't have to. Yeah. Go small. Yeah. Right. Chip away little, little by little each night. Yeah. And you'll see. You see those top line sales grow. Yeah. All right. You just got to chip away little by little. You can't just change everything drastically or throw this in there and. And to get the team used to doing, maybe not used to upsell. Yeah. So let's start small. You know, upsell appetizers tonight. Up, yeah. You know, give them one to upsell, and it will work. Yeah, because I think so many times we rush to, especially when we're in cash flow and the stress of cash flow, we rush to, oh my god, the economy is so bad, and oh my god, I'm, you know, things are things are just terrible. But if we really think about it, how much of that is. Could we control? And I think these little things, these little ideas of upselling, the ideas of tracking our performance as a whole, you know, don't just fire the underperforming staff member. Let's train them, right? Let's well, show them how they could do an even better job. I'm a big proponent of that training, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people come in, we talk about it all the time. I'll have a new person coming on Friday, like this person's around and their hair's on fire, right? And, and, and as an owner, you walk in, like, what? Wrong with this person? Well, the poor person wasn't trained. They got the guy running around or the lady running around. I, you know, so I, my thing was always to, to talk to them. Yeah. Be like, hey, you know, were you trained for this? Like, how, what kind of training did you have? Who trained you? Right. Hey, I want and, and when they look at me, like, well, I really wasn't trained. That's where I go to the manager, and it becomes a like, hey, we need to train people. Yes. That's why I never just want to 
cane somebody, get rid of them, throw them out. Have that conversation with them. Talk to them. Find out where they're at. Maybe, like we talked about um, many episodes ago, maybe it wasn't even hired for that position. Right. But it got thrown it's supposed to be the host. Right. I was supposed to be the quarterback, and you want me to wear a defensive back? Right. <laughs> I don't play defensive back. I'm a quarterback. So, you know, and, yeah. and that's why like, you got to have that conversation. I would never just take somebody in the restaurant's work for like, oh, that person, I don't know what they're doing. Well, you have to start a dishwasher, and you got them line cooking. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And that's where I think we just, you know, I love using sports as a great analogy because yeah. I think it helps us to see there's no mistake too big. We right. can always rebound from a bad game and right. focus on the next game, you know, the next win we're trying to achieve. That's what it's all about, right? You go to the sports, they, they got to shake it off, especially football. You've got from Sunday to Saturday to Saturday college football to shake it off. Right. And get it right. Right. You know, there's no, like, we're not shaking it off. Like, we no, have to. You're shaking it off. It's <laughs> the bottom line. It's not even a question. Right. Restaurant world, we got from, from day to day. Yes. We got to shake it off over and, like, get back in there and, and get it right. Yes. And, you know, listen, it's just it's the way it has to be. And as a leader, you got to be the person leading that. Yes. And that's where I think, you know, as we focus on cash flow, you know, really what we want to do is give you back control, right? Regardless of what's going on, you know, we know this is the time of year where people start to get stressed in cash. And so we really want to provide you the tools to take back control and really start to look at it as the things that you could do by improving, by knowing the stats of your employees, knowing where you are, knowing the profit you have to work with for incentives, and really making sure that every week you're seeing your business improve and drive forward in any environment. The the owner should look at himself as the head coach of the team. Yes. Right? You got to know your stats. You got to know what player is good at what, what player, you know, struggles at certain things. But that's how you look at your employees as a whole, but looking at your cash flow. Exactly. Know the number. Exactly. Know what's in there. Know what should be in there. Yes. I mean, that's important. And that's ultimately your responsibility, right? Because yeah. obviously, underperforming college football team, as we will see in the next few months, everything goes back to the head coach. And yeah. so some of this, you know, we want to carry as our responsibility is to make sure that this business works for our employees and it all starts with cash flow. So for more information on our Shopmaker podcast, as well as the Larger Group, which has some great tools for cash flow, our biggest belief is that this is something that the owner needs to be aware of and things that you can control in your business every day to make the best decisions. So please check out our website, thelargergroup.com, and please tune in for our next episode.